Welcome to the Advent Sermons and Conversations podcast. This is the Sermon Taff. The sermon was given by seminarian Sarah Klukowski on May 6th, the sixth Sunday of Easter. You can find the readings for this week in the podcast description. This has been quite the week. Um, it's been a heavy week. It feels like there's been a lot of really heavy weeks lately um, here at church. Um, in my school, we've had a lot of heavy things happening all at once in my family. Um, sometimes it's, it's exhausting, right? It kind of feels like it's one thing after another. Um, this last week, my great-grandfather passed away, and um, I was supposed to go and visit him next week um, after the semester got out. And so I'm kind of sitting in this space of missed opportunity. I wish I could have had those last moments and wonder what it would have been like. What, what would he have said to me? What, what would we have sung together? He liked to sing. He was a professional singer. We would have, we would have sung together. I, I wonder about what all those things would have looked like. This week, our text that we've looked at in, in the Gospel of John, it includes these last moments of the disciples with their loved one, and they don't really fully realize the scope of what's happening yet. They're on this precipice of a huge loss, of a huge trauma. And Jesus is trying to prepare them for it, but they're kind of in this space of coming down off the high of the triumphal entry. I mean, they've just entered into Jerusalem with their Messiah, and everyone is fawning over him, shouting Hosanna. They're so excited. The Messiah is here. And so they're coming down off of that high, and they're together celebrating the Passover. They're celebrating their ancestors being freed from from one type of slavery. They're celebrating one form of liberation, and they believe that they're about to be liberated again. They're kind of looking into this uh, future saying, oh, Jesus is going to help liberate us from Rome the same way that God liberated us from Egypt. And there's this anticipation. They don't really realize that that's, that's not the kind of liberation that's coming for them. They're on the cusp of another kind of wilderness, just like the Israelites were on the cusp of a wilderness coming out of Egypt. And in this space, Jesus keeps hammering home this message. He says it, he says this one word over and over and over again in this unit that we read and and beyond that. He says, abide, or you could translate that Greek word, remain, remain, remain in me, remain in my love, remain in the Father as, as I have remained in the Father. And he keeps on hammering this over and over and over again interesting thing is a couple verses later they they don't remain they they run when things start falling apart they go to the garden of gethsemane and they fall asleep and then the cops show up and they they run there are times when i want to run Um, every notification that pops up on my phone another news app telling me what's going on in the world and it's just exhausting it's to the point where I don't even know what to do anymore. And I look and I see 90,000 Hondurans being stripped of their protected status, being threatened with deportation. I see another black man murdered by police. I see another trans woman killed by a man infected with this toxic form of masculinity. I see volcanoes and earthquakes, and it's another one, and again, and again. And compound that with life in New York, things are really fast. It's like time just kind of goes by, and you don't realize where did the day go, and where did the week go, and where did the month go, and what have I done? Have I remained? Have I remained in Christ in the midst of all of this? 
And then on top of that, you've got your personal struggles, things going on in your family, things going on in school, things going on in relationships and money. And, and it all feels like so much. And sometimes it feels like it's too exhausting to remain. And then I remember that I didn't choose Jesus. Jesus chose me. I didn't do anything for, for grace. Grace was poured out on me. So how have I remained in Christ today? We, we live in the same kind of in-between space that the disciples were about to enter into. We live in between Egypt and the Promised Land. We live in between Good Friday and Easter, in a sense. We live in between Jesus' first coming and second coming. This now but not yet kingdom of God where new creation is broken into the world. Christ is risen. Hallelujah! Christ is risen indeed. Alleluia. And yet, things are still broken. We are in this now, but not yet. God has not healed the whole world yet, and we're waiting. So then how do we remain in the meantime? What, what does that look like? In our text today, Jesus gives us a couple of answers to that question. He says, this is my commandment, that you love one another the way I have loved you. No greater love, there is no greater love than this, than someone lay down their life for their friend. This is the exact thing that Jesus is about to do. Jesus lays down his life. More than that, if we zoom out and look at the whole text, we see that Jesus laid down heaven. In Philippians 2, it says that Jesus did not consider his equality with God something to be grasped, held onto, but he emptied himself. He took on the form of a servant. He, he showed solidarity with the weakest and most oppressed in his time. He said, love one another as I have loved you. Lay down your life for a friend. Jesus' love looks like solidarity. Audre Lord said that there, she is not, I am not free as long as one woman is not free. I am not free as long as one person of color remains in chains, and neither are you. My freedom, my liberation is bound up in the liberation of the oppressed, and that's what Jesus comes and shows us. He shows up in the midst of oppression and is there with the poor and the oppressed and the lonely. And I think back to one of our other readings in Acts chapter 10, where Cornelius and his family, the first Gentiles, the first non-Jews to experience this new birth in Christ, they're filled with the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is poured out on them. They're baptized. They're washed. They're brought into this new kingdom. And I wonder what Cornelius' next steps were. Cornelius not just a Roman, but a, a Roman soldier, a Roman centurion. I wonder what solidarity would have looked like after Peter and, and company left Cornelius's house. What did he do then? Solidarity for him looked probably a lot different than for Peter and for Mary Magdalene. Solidarity, solidarity for him looked like, I don't know, what does it look like for some of us? What did, he, what did Cornelius do next? What do we do next? Looking at our world and looking at the power that we have and the privilege that we have and where have we emptied ourselves becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross? What do we do next?
thing is, solidarity is, is exhausting. And sometimes it can feel like, how can I survive in the midst of all of this work? It's interesting, after a lot of downer moments in Jesus' speech here, he says, I tell you this so that your joy may be complete. How, where does joy come into the picture here? I mean, it sounds like uh, a little bit of a downer message. The now but not yet is taking a while. Where do I find joy in the midst of this? And I think that our text in Psalms gives us an answer. Sing a new song to the Lord who has done marvelous things whose right hand and holy arm have won the victory. O Lord, you have made known your victory. You have revealed your righteousness in the sight of the nations. Skipping down, sing with joy to the Lord, all you lands. Lift up your voice, rejoice and sing. There's something about surviving and finding joy in the little, small, tender moments and just singing a song about it that keeps me going, helps me stay tender, helps me see God, this big picture God who's about to like let the rivers clap their hands, let the hills ring out for joy, this cosmic God shows up in the small moments of her people coming together and singing a song. There's something about dancing, there's something about movement where you recreate the world in your joy. You say, I'm going to create in this space, I'm gonna lean into this new creation by welcoming in God's kingdom here, right now, in this moment. Sometimes liberation doesn't look like entering into the promised land just yet. Sometimes liberation looks like surviving another day in the wilderness and finding the little pieces of joy along the way. A smile of a newborn baby, your favorite song coming on the radio and being able to just jam out to it. A deep breath on a beautiful sunny day. There are little moments and glimpses of new creation that we can see here and now as we wait for the promised land. It gives us strength to survive as we continue to work in solidarity for liberation. So, as Jesus says, remain in me. How can we remain? We can remain in Christ, in love, through solidarity and through joy. Amen. Thank you for listening. You can find us online at adventnyc.org. Services are 9 a.m. and 11 a.m. in English and 1230 in Spanish at 93rd and Broadway.